1: to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star Sports Podcast. It's Wednesday, June 14th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. We're talking Chiefs today, and you'll hear from tight end Travis Kelsey, running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and defensive end George Karloftis from their visit with reporters earlier this week. It's been a busy few months for Kelsey since the Super Bowl, what with hosting Saturday Night Live, throwing out first pitches and all, he speaks about those fun moments, but you'll also hear a seriousness from him when it comes to getting ready for the 2023 season. Edwards Allaire was the Chiefs' first-round draft pick in 2020, but he lost his starting role last season and didn't suit up for the Super Bowl or attend the Super Bowl parade. He tells us why and explains his motivation for this season. Karloftis, a first-round pick last year, came on strong toward the end of last season and into the playoffs. You'll hear him talk about how the game slowed down for him. Okay, let's get started.
2: Well, I'll say this first: every uh, everybody attacks it differently. You know, that's kind of where you have to build your own profession or professional approach to this thing. Um, everybody gets that free time off, and, and, and you know, you got to do something. Um, you know, uh, what is? It? You just have to do something productive with that time, and uh, you got to find a way to keep getting better, even though you're not in the building and uh, and working on uh, routes and stuff. With the, uh, with the entire team, but it's um over the course of my career, I have just found the the groove of you know when to get ready. Uh, I take uh, I take camp very seriously. I take preseason very seriously. Um, I, I I get um I get a lot of my work done during that time, and um you know the the free time that I get, I like to put my feet up, go see some family, uh, all while staying in shape and getting geared up for uh, for training camp. What's the biggest I guess memory that jumps out to you when you were a rookie that first couple of days at training? Camp? Given it was Andy's first as a head coach, um, first, really that first training camp, you don't realize how many people are going to be out there. Um, it felt like it was a game, you know. It was the excitement of you know people watching practice and stuff. I'm not, I'm not used to that as a coming out of University of Cincinnati. Our training camp was in you know higher ground in the middle of Indiana, so we didn't really have anybody at practice. It was kind of the dog days and just the fellas um, that were on the team. And then, sure enough, I come to KC and. It's a packed house. Everybody out there, St. Joe's, screaming, yelling, getting fired up during stretch. I'm just like, man, this is uh, it's a little different. You don't got to, you know, you're not as much in your head about the dog days of two days and stuff like we had in college. Well, I guess we don't do two days anymore, but yeah. So I would say the, the crowd is definitely what uh, stands out the most. Is there a moment you had that first season where it was like, oh, this is my like, welcome to the NFL moment with Coach? With Coach? Um, I slowly. Uh, Realized how uh, how coach wanted things uh, to get going like I think he even said it on my uh, on the on the podcast Or the show that I got with my brother, New know, to was saying, um, you know, the first five years were a challenge <laughs> um, Which is fun to look back at, you know, the first five years um, and I've actually watched a lot of that tape and I'm like, oh, all right Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get where he's coming from um, just a you find that professional approach and you find that, you know, that groove. And I think coach Reed does it the best of, you know, channeling everybody to uh, that discipline aspect. It's hard. It's, it's a, it's not an easy thing to get a bunch of, you know, grown men uh, to to stay disciplined on their, on stuff like, you know, so it's just, I think uh, the welcome to the league moment with coach Reed was just that, that eyebrow he gives you, man, Uh, that thing he just looks at you like, all right, I better pick it up. Yeah. Better stop, right. better stop screwing around when yeah. well, you got one
1: of those eyebrows from.
2: uh when I pitched the ball against Cincinnati <laughs> <laughs> this
1: <is laughs> not, yeah
2: uh, can,
1: can you look back on the super Bowl a moment and specifically at those two touchdowns where guys had like an acre of ground to catch the ball yeah and tell, tell me like how that happens and did you know that was going to happen what, you know as the play was even called I mean that's you know it's hard for civilians to understand <laughs> football. So explain, like, how that play came about and how those guys
2: are so wide open. Yeah. Well, first things first is this great game planning. You know the coaches do a great job of understanding what you know the tendencies are for the defense you know the defense that we're playing or the the defensive coordinator and what his tendencies are to call in that uh, that area. And then um yeah, and then play design. You get get everything mirrored up the exact same. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot and a you know, uh, tip of the hat to our coaching staff, both in the run game, the pass game, because all of it kind of ties in together in the red zone there. But tell
1: me about that play specifically. Like, what's going on? When you're on the field, you're not catching the ball, but what, what's going on in that play? I mean, like, there's a of slay. It's, like, pointing this way, and all of a sudden, somebody's running the other way. Like, yeah, what...
2: Typically, typically what we've shown on that play is just, you know, We have we have different versions where the guy in motion goes all the way across field, so the defense will just you know they'll have an answer for that. They'll whether it's you know passing it off to a guy on the other side of the field or you know the two guys playing man on that side of the field, which you saw a couple times in the Super Bowl where they kind of just got confused on who had who, and um, that's where it comes to where the uh, the offensive coaching staff and then the guys doing it the right way on the field, uh, giving nothing to the defense that we're doing doing something different.
3: Travis, is your training any different now that you're getting older at all? You're, you know, you're older and wiser, better. You look like a fountain of youth. You can see everything you've <laughs> done. But I mean, what do you do to maintain that as, I mean, we all get a
2: little older. Um, I just love the game. I think that kind of keeps me uh, living with, uh, with a, I don't know, like a, um, a young, fun-loving, Football player, you know, it's, I get to play a game for a living at the age of 33, 34. and I think that's a, uh, you know, I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose that excitement that I had for the game when I was a kid. And uh, every single day, I get to come in with the best, best team, best players, best coaches in the world. So it's, uh, it makes it easy to come in here and just enjoy it. But um, I would say uh, I just focus on a lot of the, uh, a lot of the smaller things, the details, the things, um, and um, just try and make sure that you know everything. Uh, everything as an athlete uh, in terms of muscles and uh, explosion and things like that, that everything's firing so I don't go out there and you know, tweak my back like I did last week. Right. You, you, mentioned, you, mentioned taking, you
3: mentioned you're taking this time seriously, like preseason and camp and all that, but how much
2: Aaron mentioned, you know, you're older in your career. How much do you embrace the mentorship? Like, with oh man, Judy I love it, man, kind of we got the best tight end room in the league right now. And it's, uh, it's fun to be a part of all the, the, just the grand scheme of things in terms of the, this offense and what it can do, but uh, coming to work and being around the tight end group, man, we got a fun group that just loves to play this game and wants to make plays, no matter how they got to do it. You know, whether we're blocking, whether we're catching the ball downfield, or just, you know, finding a way to get somebody else open. And, that, and that's the beauty of the uh, tight end positions, that we're, uh, we're pretty selfless, and whatever you need, we can do. And um, the young guys, man, the the, the guys that are kind of like still getting molded into this offense that you'll see this year, um, any bit of advice I can give to anybody. And that's kind of across the league. I'll I'll give nuggets of gold over here, tight end you coming up next week, um, or what I think are nuggets of gold. Um, <laughs> and you know what? And it'll be a, I, I'm, I'm here to make every, try and get everybody to be at their best. You know and still got that confidence that you know what we do over here is is always going to be you know number one okay we got
0: four more we gotta wrap up guys so todd blair Pete, mckenzie how much does that keep you keep me
2: young keep me young man i'll tell you what i it is it is fun man seeing uh jody fortune fly around seeing noah fly around you know, Matt, Matt Bushman coming in, making plays every single day, you know, it's, that gets you excited about the group. So that, that 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 alone kind of builds the motivation that, you know what I mean? Kind of builds the beast and gets you to you want to fly around too and have some fun catching the ball and getting open, man. So without a doubt, man, it, I think it uh, it fuels me, but, um, you know, I think this entire team fuels each other. We don't got a lot of drains out here, baby. We've got it's all city of fountains out here. Trevor,
3: <laughs> one of the things like on the, the <coughs> podcast that you guys are doing, you know, there weren't podcasts for you were. Or- Maybe they were, but you probably wouldn't have been trusted to do a podcast in your first five years of the league. That's fair enough. And, and Now you are. Can, can you tell us, I don't think I've heard you talk about how that came about. Did you ask the team permission? Were they like, all right, Travis, we, we trust you to do this now?
2: Um, <laughs> it was kind of like when I got drafted, it was just like, oh, all right, who are you doing it with? He was like, I'm doing it with Jason. He was like, oh, okay, all right, you can do it then so that was that was basically the premise of it right there
3: so it's only jason he has to trust you too
2: though right i mean uh on third and ten i think i built the trust enough but um <laughs> yeah we're still working on everything
1: else work in progress since the SNL appearance but i'm just wondering what did you appreciate about the way they go about their business
2: um it was a machine man it was a very uh strategic structured machine and then there was there was a lot of fun in terms of the creativity Um, You know, the structure is there so that everybody that that is creative can kind of have, like, parameters. And um, on top of that, uh, everybody works great together there. You know, all the writers, the production, everyone, it's like a team effort. So in terms of, like, drawing up plays and going out there and performing, you know, the plays on the field and the creativity that's kind of built into it all, there's some similarities, I will say this. But uh, there's nothing like being uh, in front of the world with a mic in your hand. <laughs> a
3: fee from the McKenzie. I know that you recently hired some off the field representation, just given some of these opportunities, like the match and SNL. Um, questions always asked, Is how long do you, do you feel like you, you want to go, um, just considering sometimes when tight ends get to their mid-30s, you know,
2: they start to look at that. Till the wheels fall off, baby. I love I love this game, man. I know I'm going to miss it when I'm uh, when I'm done playing, but it's uh, I hear you on that, and that's that's a business decision I'm sure I'll have to make at some point in my life. But for right now, I'm in this building wanting to win football games, man. We have
1: to ask, last night you got a second chance at a first pitch. What was that?
2: I'll tell you what, I got lucky. I did. I got lucky. I don't know if you guys saw the, the left foot slide there, a good yes. foot, but um, yeah, I think that actually helped it come back over the plate. So uh, yeah, I got lucky I didn't fall on my tail uh, and, and go viral yet again. Um, <laughs> For the wrong reason, but um, yeah. Shout out to Bobby Whitford. for uh, he kind of painted that corner for me a little bit, put it over the plate. So, to thanks to the thanks to the Royals for letting me get a second chance. And I'm sorry, Cleveland. I'm literally I'm I, I'm so embarrassed to come back home now. I, but you know what I mean.
3: Travis, are you at all impressed with what you're accomplishing at what is considered a an advanced football age?
2: Um, I would say uh, my mentality is always on my on my worst critic. I can't watch myself on film without just absolutely just telling myself that I suck uh, 90% of the time. Um, there's times where you know it's fun and you know you make it make it play or you get open and you make a good route or you make a good block. Um, but at the same time, it's you you have to be your own worst critic. You can't uh, can't sit there on the times that you you know you have success. There's always uh, always always chances where you can just keep getting better and getting better and. Um, that's just kind of the mentality I've always had in, in my athletic career. Hi, um, we, don't, you know, we didn't
3: get the option for the fifth year thing. Just tell us about your motivation right now going into this year,
4: knowing that it could get a free agent year after this. Um, you know, just like every year, I know uh, it's year after year. I can't think two years ahead uh, from now or the position that I would be in 12 months from now when I know I have still had the rest of OTAs and uh, – and camp so um it was really just coming in and and figure out and see the things that i could work on and from that point just kind of roll with it during camp
3: how does that actually work you know with you guys that they, they just tell your agent hey we're not gonna pick up the option they call you how does that, the, the logistics of
4: that actually go? they called my agent and um i was pretty much the gist of it i kind of it was off season during camp and everything else just kind of online like I'm really not a a big online Twitter guy so it was just kind of just hopping online and then you get a call that's about it oh I mean yeah yeah most definitely I just just it's one of those things but it's also it's it's two years from now so it's one of those like I know what I have to do in order to you know get on the field and do the things that I need to do this year um but as far as focusing on something two years from now I can't I can't tell you, you know what would be the motivation and or if it's just something with you know how to how to dice roll and they figure out you know money wise why try to you know put all our eggs in one basket for two years from now not knowing what's happening on the, on the back end so it's football. Clyde,
3: what was last year like for you? Given the fact that you got hurt again and you lost some of your playing time, what, what, what was last season like?
4: For you? Um, I would say I wouldn't even really really say a, a roller coaster. I would just say experiences, man. It's a uh, just just la- I mean, I wouldn't even say it was it was some of the hardest things. It was just you you go through something, you figure it out. Um and just like my dad, so man, him being in the Marines and and kinda being a narcotics police officer, you kinda you, you hound in on the thing that's that's as far as what you need to focus on, and then you go at that. You can't, you can't really, you know shoot for the stars if you ain't if if you're not aiming for you know the things in order to get to get to the stars so you got to go through some planets and some other things in order to get to where you're trying to go so i mean it was it was it was some things some trials and tribulations throughout that time but it was never just i was just like kind of down and out i was doing the things i needed to do um in the building outside the building and uh in order to get in the position that that i am today as far as practicing You,
3: you mentioned you mentioned planning do you you got a couple of injuries while you've been in the
4: league, but do you look at off-season and say, "All right, I need to train differently, or I need to eat differently, or how does that work for you?" Oh yeah, that's um as far as a professional athlete, I feel like that's something you should do every year. That's not a, I mean, every if if someone says they has all everything you know figured out, you know, every 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 I dotted and, and every T crossed, uh, I will I will say they're a lie because it's just it's just one of those things. You could be the top of your game. Um, I mean, I I could say you can. Ask Patrick Mahomes the same question. Uh, you know, I would say the greatest player you know in in, in the league right now, and he would say, "Yeah, I, I'm going to work on some stuff in the offseason. So, um, and and me not being as far as in the same position that that he was, obviously, uh, you do things, you you figure it out, and you work on the things that you feel. And or if somebody else is watching, um, you see if, if it's somebody that's has a valid uh, a valid point, you know, like Kevin um uh, when I was talking to him. I hound in with him, go back home, talk to him, and those, you know, when it's valuable conversations and when it's people who've been in position, played in Super Bowls, played the position, those are the guys who I listen to. What did he tell talk- you? As far as, well, I mean, it's, it's. I, I grew up, I grew up in Lafayette, Louisiana. I mean, as far as in Louisiana, so, and he was my coach in college, so we can, as far as the, the, the conversation, it was days, multiple days. So um, it's it's really just, we worked on some of the things that that I kind of that we did in college, um, and really just be me. I mean, I can't sit here and pinpoint and tell you everything that we talked about. It'd be we'd be here sitting talking, but um, it's one of those things that he knows as a, as a person. He knows me personally, and um, he's been there with me from freshman year of college all the way throughout this point. So I feel like uh, if it's not, you know, someone like him or Tommy Robinson, who was my, my, my running back coach in college, though I feel like those are the guys who, who kind of know me best and kind of, you know, they, they watched who I was in college, figured out who I was throughout that time. They watched me in high school because, you know, they were the guys recruiting me, coming in, and, and they kind of give me pinpoints here and there, and then we, we figure it out and we work on it. I have two
2: questions. Um, how close were you two to, to playing in the Super Bowl?
4: How close did you feel like you were capable of maybe contributing on the field? Um, I practiced that week the whole week. Um I played receiver that week. I played the Z and the Zebra. Uh, pretty much pretty much played um uh, the pos- every position ex- with the exception of quarterback and O line um throughout practicing um with through that week. So I was in my mind, uh kind of thinking that I will I, will, I mean I got activated. I'm gonna say like Tuesday or Wednesday of that week. I really don't know, um, but I mean initially, it was just going out there. Didn't didn't think I was playing, so started practicing. Coach kind of told me figure some things out as far as you know. If you know the playbook, the only guy that I would you know I would trust to go out there and try to learn those. Not I wouldn't even say learn, but you know the playbook. So in order to keep everything um, going smooth for the biggest game of the year. Um, why not have you go out there play receiver keep everything rolling and if you're doing that for us on the offense and you know i also did scout team i was Devonte smith um for scout team on on, on def, uh, for the defense so um i did everything that i needed to do in order for us to win that game and that's just uh that's just what it was like they called my number and i was out there and my, second, my second question is you said after the win against tampa it was really important for you because the last time you were in that building it was obviously tears of sorrow mm-hmm. in your rookie season. There's video of you really
2: embracing Frank after the Super Bowl victory. Uh I'm assuming those are tears of joy. Just can
4: you explain the, the low of obviously how your rookie season ended and the high of how last season ended even though you couldn't be on the field. Yeah, I mean I try not to I try not to dwell and go back into like those those deep hard places but uh I would say I would say getting off the bus. Um, this this previous Super Bowl, kind of just floating, kind of going, you know, had my headphones on, just kind of figuring everything out. And um, when I got in, it was just I didn't have my uniform, so it was just one of those things. is, okay, cool, roll with the, you know, you roll with the roll with the punches. That's just that's just what I was what I was raised on. So I'm looking at T, I I remember talking to Travis, cause he, on video, he was the guy walking in behind me. Uh, and he seen that I didn't have my uniform. So he kind of looked at me and was like, I'm going to get you one. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was it. Talked to Frank, talked to Kadares, Tony, um, and those are three guys I talked to. And then after that, we went out there and handled business.
3: We're going to do three more. We'll go Adam, Karen, and Pete. Go ahead, uh, Clyde, Isaiah had a nice
1: rookie season.
3: From your experience, what's that like going into your second season? Do things get any more difficult in any way? What advice do you have for him going into a second season?
4: um i would say things get slightly more difficult in the fact that people just watch a little bit more film or you you have more film it's not like people going and watch college film on you um but you know even with that case it's yeah it gets a little difficult but he's also learning like this is not a place that you you come in and it's your first year and you 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 rolling and then we just kind of like okay he's straight like we go in, we bounce things off of each other as far as the things that, you know, he may feel like he need to work on. Jet, I, Jet, Pop, Jet, and I, we have a, we have a group that live past two and a half, I'd say every week and a half, we probably hop on FaceTime on the weekend. And um, it's Pop just kind of telling us about his recovery, Jet kind of filling us in about some of the things, but it's also um, just us bouncing things off of trying to figure out, you know, the things that we need to get done uh, this, this this upcoming year. Um jet knowing, like man, look, I'm I'm the old guy in the room. Y'all gonna have to kinda help your boy out through camp and all this other stuff, but it's it's us knowing that it's not it's a collect group. Like we know the things we have to do in order to to be successful. Um and that's just one of those things. Like Pop knows that. And just with OTAs, like we laughing. Uh we was laughing today. I'm like, man, I don't mind taking however many reps uh in OTAs. I'm like, we don't have pads on, but you know, once camp comes and we we gonna need you know that three four headed monster that that's just what it is because I mean it's a it's a 17 game season and as we can tell man uh, the running back position is 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 not getting loved like it like it has been so the only thing we can do is kind of um, gel as a unit and 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 move that way and and try to be a powerhouse so um, he knows that Jet knows that and uh, as a group we just want to continue to move forward.
3: You mentioned something, how Travis helped you. He was just in here saying he wants to help anybody who will listen, any position. What kind of influence does he have on the team as a leader, since he's so willing, you know, to go past the tight end room and anyone who wants his expertise? What kinds of things has he helped you with, and how do you see him helping the team?
4: Um, You know, I can't, I really can't speak for everybody else, but um, conversation, like, Travis is a is a North Landiner and I, I I stay up north too. So I would say uh, he's probably my my closest neighbor. So the conversations Travis and I have um, are not always just based off football. Um, I, I even said a couple, uh, probably last year, year before last um, in camp. Uh, I just was like, man, Travis was was you know that that guy who kind of helped me always kind of get over that edge, and and has always been there when I needed him. Um, and that's just that's just who he is as a person, and you know i'm i'm the type you know if i if i feel i can trust you uh that's who i lean on and and i feel like as a team as a whole um everybody feels that way like i can i can go deep down and, and really know like you know ha- the, the conversations i've had with travis he's, he's helped me a lot but as far as just team wise i mean i see him at practice i see him in the locker room i see uh training room if it's, if it's Travis is in a training room and he's messed up with something. He may be, you know, more on a bad end than the next person, but he's giving the words of encouragement to that guy who who may not be in the same position that he's in in order to get them back on the field. So um, it's just, it's it's someone that you need to have on a team and uh, I really just having him around, uh, especially me being here these these past four years, I don't think uh, I, my head spacing and, and, you know, as far as how I feel in general, I, I kind of give give kudos to Travis for that because he's he's helped me a lot. Last one, Pete. Clyde,
3: obviously off-season schedules are, are crazy. You um, know, that number of fans didn't see you at the championship career. Was there anything more
4: than just scheduling that led you to decision on something that- it didn't feel Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, I want to say probably three, four months prior to that, I made a, kind of made an obligation and, um, I remember laughing with a uh, laughing with Jet. I was like, "Man, I wish I'm like, like we going to win a Super Bowl. Like what's the point? Why we don't have the parade like possibly on this date schedule?" Mm-hmm. And I said that would have been I said that would have been dope, but it's just I mean, uh just how I was raised, I'm not going to verbally give somebody my my yes or give them that that okay and then back out on them 2 days before. That's just uh that's just I I not raised on that on that with with how my dad and how my mom is uh so if I, I I give somebody my word, that's just in my head now. I remember just keeping a promise in the third grade to this to this girl, and like to this day, it just haven't it hasn't it hasn't left. So it's just one of them things. Like I, if I stand on it and I tell somebody that that I'm going to do it, and I'm I, and I'm going like that's just what it is. No, no matter the obligation, no matter the situation, um, you know, having eye contact and telling the person, you know, what you're going to do is 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 what loyalty and trust stands on. So that's what I was on. Thank y'all. You.
1: You. Um, you. You. right, guys. George is coming our way. George.
4: George. Um, I guess A Y. And what would you say you gained the most so from?
0: Yeah, you know, just during the offseason, you have some time off, and then you kind of get to thinking about, um, you know, different th- stuff and how you can improve going into your second year, going into the next year, and. You know, just uh, I knew there's some Chiefs players and guys that have been a part of the organization that live in town. I just reached out to him just to get some knowledge, and it turned out to to be a great relationship. And uh, he's been a great mentor and a a great person to me.
3: Something we talked to you about about last year was just Frank and his impact on you. Uh, What were those conversations like? Just you know, saying goodbye from a team-wise, and just what he meant to you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I love Frank. You know, he, he meant he meant the world to me. You know, and I, everybody on this team that, that was a part of him. You know, it's a great great person. You know, at the end of the day, he got to do what he got to do. You know, that's a, that's his business. But um, I I love him, man. It, he just taught me so much that I'll take not only uh, with me forward as as a professional football player, but in life too. George, are there some
1: things to... you're
3: working on this offseason? Sorry. Are there some things you're working on this offseason in particular as opposed to just kind of general improvement?
0: Yeah, just, you know, I think the general improvement's a big one, you know, really trying to focus on the little things, you know, the mental aspect, the mental side of the game, you know, you can never get too too good at that, you know, the details, the fundamentals, and really getting bigger, faster, stronger, and, you know, trying to hit it from every angle.
3: How much better do you feel about your knowledge of being a National Football League player right now than you did a year ago heading into this mandatory minicamp. Yeah, I
0: mean, playing so playing 20 games, having that experience and being around guys like Chris, like Frank, like Carlos, and all the other guys in the room, you know, this that helps you out, you know, and I learned a lot this past season. I'm ready to take that with me uh, going forward. Was
3: there a spot last year where, like, things clicked for you? Was it off
0: season, during season, anywhere? Uh, I don't know. I couldn't pin, point, pin pin down one specific spot, you know. I started feeling good towards the end of the year going to the playoffs and, uh, you know, hoping to carry that over. Do
3: you, do you feel like that final stretch five and in the last seven games it was simply a matter of getting home
0: finally or was there anything you just, you just kind of start to figure it out eventually you know it starts to click um you know you you have conversations and it, it happens at a different time for everyone you know and uh you know times it got frustrating you know but uh you just you just keep going you just keep going forward and put your best foot forward and uh yeah
3: George, there were a lot of
0: first times for you this past season. mean, Super Bowl, then you got to go to the White House. Talk about that experience, kind of, to go to the White House. Yeah, it was all right. You know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been amazing, you know, from from getting drafted in the first round, you know, to the to the best organization in the league, you know, just to to going on, on having a pretty good rookie year, and then winning the Super Bowl, going to the White House, and everything that comes with that. I mean, it's been a, it's been a blessing, man. I'm 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 you know I'm, I'm blessed, truly.
3: What are your thoughts, uh, what you've seen so far, Felix, the first round draft pick?
0: He's been great, man. He's been a little banged up, but he's, you know, he's a student of the game. You know, he's, 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 hasn't been on the field a whole lot just because of, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, he's been able to soak everything up. He's men, mentally, he's pretty good, and uh, you know, I think he's gonna have a bright future here.
1: That'll do it for today. Thanks to Randy Mason for producing the show, and to our Sports Beat KC staff of Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chason. Hey, maybe you didn't realize this, but the Star produces America's Best Digital Sports Page. It's called Morning Sports Edition, and it was 25 pages today. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. Hey, we'll be back soon with another episode of Beat KC. Thanks for listening.